0: Welcome to What The Football. This is your host, Patrick, and joining me as usual are our regular host in
1: Connor Liam. How are we, gentlemen? Never been better, Pat. Never been better. Good to be back for another week. Tell you what, Lindsay's well, happened.
0: It was a week of surprises all round in some way or another. City scored eight. Spurs lost to the Foxes. Chelsea bossed Liverpool. But lost... Um. Arsenal showed character, and my Sheffield United won, while Con's Watford didn't. Lots to talk about, boys. Yes, what were your WTF moments? Who'd like to kick it off today?
1: Well, I thought I'd start with something a little bit different. But it'll get to my moment, which is a, a scoreline in the league. But I have a question for the panel. Can you name the two winless teams that are left, the two teams with no draws, and the one team with zero losses?
0: Uh, Wolverhampton hasn't got a win.
1: And, That's correct.
0: And I. see have Watford.
1: Watford. That's correct. And there are two teams with no draws. Liverpool. That's it. And City. No. Nope. Incorrect.
2: City Drews or someone.
1: Yes. Who's the other team with sure. no draws? No Chelsea. draws. Chelsea. His name or his name his name will make you puke. <laughs> Norwich. Yes, Norwich. <laughs> And, of course, the one team with zero losses. You can say it together. Don't worry. Can't. No,
0: it's just, okay. it can't. It's for the moment. It I, case. Okay. I have to You're...
1: come back to that, Con. <laughs>
0: Cutting
2: out.
1: Hello?
2: Hello? That's my reds. Did any of you um, see what the Finland Prime Minister gave to the French? Oh, I don't know if the French... Prime Minister, or what? Who he was, but he gave him a Timu Pookie shirt with the number ten on the back. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> the man's an icon at the moment.
1: Oh, well, there you go. He's making waves all around the world. Pretty soon, Messi will be asking for his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but to the to the back to this. So, I mean, I'm taking the piss a little bit, but really crazy stat coming out of Liverpool. That's seven straight away wins, which is a club record. And I think uh, a record, if not in the Premier League, for away, consecutive away wins. Also makes it 15 wins on the trot. We last lost against Man City back in January. So, I mean, the numbers that are being turned out by this Liverpool side at the moment are quite, quite crazy. And uh, put into context, it's just Yeah, it's definitely a moment that for me to finally win at Chelsea at the same time, we hadn't won, and this is another crazy stat, but we hadn't won for two seasons away from home against the top six. So we had either drawn, mostly draws. We didn't really lose, but it was mostly draws. And I guess just to get that monkey off the back and finally get an away win to a Chelsea team that actually... Surprised me with the way they played. They had their opportunities again. Um, you know, they could have quite easily have gotten a draw out of that game. I do think Liverpool passed the first half. Second half was probably completely different, where we try to sort of play the game out at a at a slower pace. But at the end of the day, we just we just know how to win, and it doesn't matter how poorly we play or how well we play. We just seem to churn out results, and. This run that we're currently on, you know, it's going to come to an end at some point, but while we're on it, bloody hell, it's absolutely awesome to watch.
0: So, your WTF moment was how good your team Liverpool is.
1: Well, look, I'm not, I have to have talk about how good the team is and about the records. No one else is going to bring it up because you two Pelicans are too scared to bring it up, but you've got to know that the stats that are there are phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal.
0: Add a bit of WTF to your. To your Liverpool segment here. So let me read the article out, Con. This is this is my WTF moment, linked to Liverpool. And I want you to see if it brings back memories. And I want you to I want both of you to let me know, Liam first and then Con, how long ago you think this was. Here we go. And it's a reasonable size article, so bear with me. And for half an hour here, Liverpool provided something similar as Jurgen Klopp's team produced collectively one of the worst displays of elite club defending the Premier League will see this season. And individually, there was a candidate for worst half hour on the pitch in recent memory. And yet to see this as a simply Lovren story, as Klopp has in the past, complaining that the problems with his defence are not structural, but a matter of individuals making bad decisions, would be misleading. Liverpool are well capable of conceding weak goals without Lovren as they did here for the fourth, and as they did while shipping five at Manchester City last month. Lovren has looked and felt exposed at Liverpool ever since he got there, of playing often in front of a midfield that leaves large, open green spaces. Emre Chan and Jordan Henderson have an unfortunate case of shared weaknesses. And neither is quick to the ball, as Premier League central midfielders must be. Neither has the will or the discipline to sit deep. Even a world-class centre-half would be exposed behind them. And Lovren is not a world-class centre-half. He will take the unkind headlines, but Liverpool's defensive holes are a collective phenomenon. Just as Klopp, trainers or otherwise, must stand alongside his central defence on days like these. Mm.
1: That bring back any memories, Con? Yes, two years ago, that was the Spurs 4-1 loss they're talking about. Wow, you you
0: know exactly. So it is... (laughs) It is less than two years ago. So here we are sitting talking about a Liverpool who have arguably the best defence in the league now and yeah. talking about this massive run they're going on. So this was written by our friend Barney Rone on the 23rd of October 2017. So in less than two years, they have turned it around. So how did they do this? So obviously Virgil van Dyke joined January 2018. That's three months after that. Um, So that's obviously been critical, but how much of an impact has Fabinho also been?
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, And are we, Con, and as in we, I mean you, being too simplistic by just blaming goals conceded on defenders without evaluating the midfield responsibility to defend as well?
1: Hmm. I think... I think to answer that question, defense is a is a collective notion. So, as much as it's about you know, the, and Klopp's right, it's it's the personnel making critical mistakes at the wrong, or the decisions that they make at those times directly leading to goals. You saw, you know, Van Dyke, you know, let his mask slip on on Wednesday last week in the in the in the Champions League game against Napoli. You know, a mistake like that—that that is something that Lovren pretty much did consistently during that period but it doesn't help when your goalkeeper isn't the right individual to play which then filters into a poor back line and then of course exposes your workman-like midfield that you potentially have um, which is probably what led to a lot of our results back then when we had you know a front three that could still score goals but we would concede as many as we uh, as we scored and often more than we scored. But I think what he's built over that period was the spine of the team. You know, when Firmino obviously came in under Rodgers and Klopp identified him as a nine. You know, from there we got, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was Virgil van Dijk was the next signing. But one of the best signings we made, you know, that literally, it reminded me of signings from back in the 90s. You wouldn't even hear of a player coming in and then a club would announce it, Firmino. I don't know one Liverpool person or supporter that knew that that signing was happening. I remember waking up one day and going, what, who the hell, we signed Fabinho. Where did that come out of? So that was a, a bit of shrewd business on a player who's proving to be absolutely exceptional in that position. He's, he's tackling an interception ability in a game is second to none. And then, of course, you've got you know Van Dijk as a centre-back and Allison. We've missed a world-class keeper since maybe Pepe Reyna days, so a good 10, 12, 13 years ago. Um, and now we have someone like Allison. So the spine of our team is, to me, you know, up there with the best in the league easily. And I think that's got a bode a strong or a long, goes a long way to why we don't concede a lot of goals. Although, having said that, we seem to concede every game we play this season. But with that, we still aren't, you know, conceding a lot of goals per game. So our structure from a defensive point of view as a team. Is you know in two years is quite phenomenal the turnaround that we've seen since then.
0: Yeah, so it's only two years, and Liam, the reason I want to get your thoughts on it is that reading that article, you can substitute in Arsenal, Emery, Louise, uh, Xhaka, all those names to their into into that, and it'll be reading like Arsenal is reading right now.
2: So, hundred percent. I think just. This- Listening to Connell talk and the things he was saying about how it starts defence as a unit and all, all little things like that and how the personnel make silly mistakes. At the back, it's not so much that they're not a quality player, but they're making mistakes that lead to goals. And we have an attack force that is always going to score goals, but they're not always outscoring opponents, which is... Probably, which is the case that happened against Watford the other week, but it sounds all too familiar with everything you're saying there. It's not. I don't. I don't think. Obviously, Emery and Klopp are two completely different managers in their in their style and the way they play. And uh, Klopp's got his team very structured and 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 pressing in a certain way, which Liverpool, sorry, which Arsenal do not at the moment, but. Hopefully he can make changes that turn us into what Liverpool are now, and who knows, maybe it is only a, a couple of signings that we need. Um, but I, I don't know. I did, you see like the same old issues that we have at Arsenal sometimes that were happening under Wenger. So uh, that's quite that's a bit of a concern. But at the end of the day, I think as long as you're progressing and moving forward, which I think I like to think we are, then. Hopefully, at the end of the day, in a, in a year or two, we'll be putting pressure on those teams like Man City and Liverpool.
0: So let let that be a, be a, a bit of a, something to look forward to for Arsenal, a bit, a bit of a silver lining on the cloud that only two years ago at Liverpool were the basket case. Oh, shit. And, <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, and let's say we just need to find a virtual Van Dyke and Fabinho's from somewhere. And we <laughs> good luck <with> <laughs> very quickly okay Liam what's your WTF moment
2: well I think you you briefly touched on it when um you were talking a bit in the intro intro but your number two team Sheffield United how good are they looking <laughs> beating Everton at Goodison Park I think Everton gonna have to take a hard look at themselves but they're uh, they're a team I thought that they were going to be pushing more for for the top six, but it looks like Sheffield are in there and really into the battle. They hit them on the counter-attack, and you, like you said, those big midfielders and big centre-backs are really doing the job in in the Premier League this year so far.
0: Yeah, I'm actually not looking forward to Arsenal playing Sheffield United. I mean, I see us getting <laughs> bullied by anyone who's who weighs more than 80 kilograms at the moment, and, and Sheffield United, all their team... About 90, 100 kilograms, so we're, we're just <laughs> smashed up, I reckon. Con, another double
1: w- yeah, well, You? I was going to say, uh, I think Bill Shankly said it best about Everton. If they were playing in my backyard, I'd close the curtains, and that's all that needs to be said about <laughs> that lot. I, I like that I like that scam
0: email you sent through the other day. Con, do you want to I mean, take listeners through that?
1: Scam email?
0: Yeah, it said it said beware there there is a scam Uh, there's an email claiming to have two tickets for the next home game in it if you open it you actually find two Everton home tickets so do not."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Everton poor old Everton I I can't even be harsh on them anymore they just they they bring it upon themselves and provide this mediocrity constantly so uh, the less we talk about them the better Yeah, so
0: I wanted to go back to Chelsea. Con, you would have watched the game in detail. Now Chelsea has been one of my WTF moments this week and I've been leading up to it. I mean, I've been giving them a pretty good rap the last couple of weeks, talking about how they're, they are playing well, perhaps not getting the results, but they're looking really impressive as a team and you can see some really good signs from what Frank's doing in there. Um, and again, I I saw it. I saw, I saw a few really key Chances where if they'd gone Chelsea's way, it could have been a different story. I saw Abraham at one stage through with the keeper. He could he could have squared it to Mason Mount. We'd, I reckon that would have been a, an easy goal. He didn't. He shot and and Allison saved. And this was when Liverpool one nil again. Mount was like a shoulder offside for a goal that was ruled out. And then Mason Mount had a miss. So everything's sort of centraling on Mason Mount at the moment, who is impressing me a lot. And and then, as you said, the second half they sort of seemed to get on top of you, but couldn't pull it back enough. What, what did you see that you liked about Chelsea, Cole?
1: Well, I must say I'm very, you know, Lampard's one of the, you know, Chelsea one of those teams that are they're up there with United for me, and I can't stand them. But Frank Lampard, um, in terms of what he's doing and where you where you see where he wants to take the team, like I was pretty impressed with the two games we've played against them this season in the Super Cup, where I thought they could have easily beaten us on the night. Um, Saturday was probably not too dissimilar to the Super Cup, but I think we dominated the first half. The second half was completely different, but by that stage, we were 2-0 up. I think what Chelsea did really well um, was cause us issues at the back. You know, the chances that they had late on, Mason Mount probably had the best of chances to equalise. Um, I think the movement of Mount is really good. His his ability to sort of link up with with the guys in the front line. N'Golo Kante is just an f- absolute freak of a player. You know, people were lambasting sorry last year, and I was probably one of them. But you know, we all got it in his back to playing N'Golo Kante out of his his natural number six position. But what he's pretty much unearthed is a is a is a midfielder that's he's far better than just being a six. And that's no disrespect to being a six. But, I mean, you look at the way he finished that goal yesterday. It was just absolutely sublime. So they've got the makings of a quality team, Chelsea. I think it's just, unfortunately, you know, Lampard said it and a year. A lot of managers say that we're creating chances. We're doing this. We're playing well. But, and I think what cost them was bad decision-making. You know, silly foul by Christensen on the edge of the box. Um, Smart play by Liverpool on both three kicks but just unnecessary free kicks in dangerous positions. And then, of course, you throw into that, their zonal marking on Firmino's goal. And you can see there's just little things that they still got to work on. But, you know, early days in Frank Lampard's reign, I actually think they will be up there, there, and about in the four um, before United are, in my opinion, this year. Because I, I like what uh, Lampard is actually doing at Chelsea.
0: Yeah, zonal marking on corners. That's one of my pet hates, really. I, I like, I like a bit of a hybrid. I think you got to take their main men, man on man. And, and then, then fair enough. The zonal mark for the other guys, you don't know who running in and, and just flood that danger zone area. But to be complete zonal marking, I mean, there, there's obviously much smarter people than myself doing the tactics for these teams. But whenever I see goals like that, I'm looking at the, Looking at eight defenders just standing still and the forwards just running in and getting a free header at it, and surely that's not the best system. I just can't understand it.
1: Well, to your point, Pat, you look at that that goal, you're right. There's probably, I think I counted, eight Chelsea uh, defenders, if you will, on the edge of the six yard. And there's just Firmino and Mane literally standing next to them. And yet eight versus two and Mane gets the header. So I think you're right. I agree. You know, there should be a mix between Zonal and, and a man mark on a couple of their main players um, when you, you know, set up your defensive line in, 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 on corners and set pieces. So anyway, I think it's, it'll come for Chelsea. I do, like I say. I do like what they're doing there. And I think Lampard is, is getting the best out of these young guys. It's good to see that they're finally, well, they're probably forced to anyway, giving these young guys a chance because they do have some quality players. I must say I was very impressed with uh, that center. It was he the centre back or left back? Tamori, Tamori. Um, yeah, he was really good. He did a job on Salah for the most part, and Salah was quite quiet on the evening. So they've got they've got some really good players there.
0: Yeah, he's the one that scored the goal last week as well.
1: Yeah, that's right. Liam,
0: do you have any more from us?
2: Um. Well, I hate to talk about my own team, it seems like we've been talking about Liverpool and Arsenal for this whole podcast, but um, City winning 8-0 this weekend is a huge result. And they did it without Sterling as well, which is funny enough, and just goes to show how, how poor Watford really are, but Arsenal being 2-0 up against them last week, and then ending up with a 2-2 Two all draw really makes you sit and think and you and you look back at that result and how he played'cause i didn't I didn't think we played that well um this morning either we our midfield didn't cover our defense a lot we we let in an easy our first goal was i think Socrates and Louise just stand there and look at the cross coming in maybe they caught a bit off balance but I think touching back to what Conor was saying earlier just. Our personnel lead, making mistakes that are leading to, to goal scoring opportunities. And I thought hopefully at, at the Emirates, I thought we'd play a lot better, be on the front foot, but we really weren't. Um, well, that's my opinion and the way I looked at the, things this morning, but just how, how are we really eight goals behind City in terms of against the poorer teams? Is this? I was a bit shocked by that result against Sydney. I think everyone was when you when you wake up in the morning and you look you check your phone and you see eight nil, you you have to double check at it. But I'm just not sure Emery's finding found the right personnel yet, or maybe he's not found the right tactics um, as of yet. And I really hope he does soon. But I'm not I'm not sure. It's just it's so early in the season as well. But maybe I'm just being too critical of my own team as I tend to be, because I expect them to be pushing for the title every year.
0: Uh, Be be critical. At the moment, it's definitely not good enough, Liam. But the problem, to me, is not the goals we are conceding. We all knew from the start of the season, with the signings that came in, the people that that left, that it was going to be a roller coaster with Arsenal. We, We were going to have a very attacking team, we were going to score lots of goals, but we are probably going to concede lots of goals until we sort out, sort out our defense. Now the big issue is we are not creating enough quality chances given the narrative that we've entered this season with. We, you look at the goals we scored, they were free kicks, there was the a scramble, there was the a long shot. You know what I mean? It, it was not clear chances. So if we're going in saying, yep, we've got this really attacking team, we're going to score heaps of goals but we're not creating chances. And we, we already know we've got to shit our defence. So it's not going the way we want it to go.
2: Um, no, not at the moment.
0: <laughs> midfield, not getting any midfield control, even against the bottom clubs. And we're not fashioning out any good chances. So there's a lot of work to be done.
2: Yeah, und- und- undoubtedly. I think Wendouzi and the last... Half an hour, I think he really switched on and drove us forward. He ended up winning the penalty, but uh, when you, you touched on we we didn't create that many chances. I mean, Liverpool scored from two set pieces as well over the weekend and, and come away with the the win. But we just are we lacking? Maybe should Mesut Ozil potentially be getting more game time? And uh, I mean, here he is he, the the Big money player who's got the most assists over the last couple of seasons. So, ah, oh, it's just a frustrating problem to be in. Watching, watching my team and not knowing how to, how it's all going to be fixed. And
0: there's there's classic mistakes people people think uh, clubs should do. And like when they want to become more defensive, they should put more defenders on. Classic mistake. When they want to become more attacking, they think they should throw more attacking players on. Like, I know it sounds logical, but that's not the case. Sometimes you need to throw, uh, holding defensive players on to be able to get you that control, to be able to launch a platform to attacks. And that's why I brought up Fabinho earlier. I mean, I, th- I think he's been critical to Liverpool's resurgence. He doesn't get any credit, but gee, he, 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 he sits there holding, allowing Allowing people like Henderson to do to, to do the running around without having to sit back in their position, do do all the pressing, do all the work, to to help supply their their front three and protect the front three from when they lose the ball. If you didn't have someone who's disciplined and smart and strong and <laughs> and well positioned as he is, I, I just got superlatives to him. Then I don't think they would do it. Um, and, and he, at the same time, he's protecting the back four. Uh, and, and, and he, yeah. he, he, he's also key to them playing out. He's like the, the Fernandinho of Manchester City. Right? I mean, if, yeah. he, if he gets the ball back to goal. He doesn't lose it. He, he play, doesn't play elaborate passing, but he'll, he'll hold it up. He'll, he'll sort things out when there's pressure on them. He'll see them through the pressure and then he'll release one of the more creative guys. I, I don't see. Yeah. Arsenal players doing that. I don't think we can. So
2: no, I think- and I think that our closest player to that is is Xhaka, who gives away countless free kicks and finds himself always running back towards goal, defending, and even like little things you're talking about playing out from the black, He he is he his touches always to the left, and I think people read that. Read that a lot, and it's, he slows down a lot of counterattacks. attacks. So I mean, for me, he's not the right player for us. But Emery seems to persist with him, and he's gone as far as made him captain as well, which really baffles me, to be honest. But um, yeah, I'd just we'll see how things go. Like you said, it's early in the year, so hopefully we we can nut out some of these processes and really build and grow. We've got a couple of youngsters coming through, which are showing great potential. That young Saka, he did well in the Europa League. During the during the weekend, got his chance as
0: well. Um, so, well, Liam, for all your misery, we are still fourth. And for someone yes. that, that didn't want to talk about his own team, you have so plenty what, of what, what, <laughs> what about James Madison? I thought he was so exciting to watch against Tottenham. Um,
1: good good finish for the
0: win uh, for the winner. I mean. I mean he he and Mason mount two really good young English players coming through. You just wish they'd get it before game time might be too exciting for for Gareth
1: yeah, well, I think you know just that's it's going on Spurs actually what a very spursy result that was I think they're they're almost equal with United for away wins. They haven't won away from home in in nine games or something crazy um. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal out there too with that sort of stat. But yeah, just just bad from Spurs to take the lead. But what was the craziest thing about this weekend, actually, speaking of Spurs, was the swing in the VAR decisions. So I don't know if you know in the Spurs game, but obviously Spurs, yeah, Spurs took the lead, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Harry Kane scored. And then, of course, they had a goal disallowed a uh, 4 offside which was rightly called um, and then ended up going off on to lose the game 2-1 mind you the equalizer came pretty much straight after the the disallowing of the goal by VAR and the and exact same thing with happened to ja- yep. yeah and the exact same thing happened with Liverpool where the mount goal got disallowed not long after that we scored it was 2-0 and of course you know the whole game changes and you think about how massive those decisions are they are the correct decisions but the swing that it causes, you know, Chelsea going at one all, it's a totally different game. Uh, or or Spurs go two 0 up, and that's it's completely different. The chances of Leicester coming back are probably slim to none. So re- really crazy the effect that VAR is happening is having on the results as well. Especially when it comes to offside, you know, there may be other issues with VAR, but for the offside, it's it's pretty uh, day and night, except when they get the old blue and red line out and measure people's armpits, that's the only crazy part about it. But other than that, pretty much for the offside, you can't really fault it. Yeah, You're joking, you got someone in
0: there with a protractor and a, and a set square wow. and, and just trying to measure them up on the screen. then. That's what I imagine. I mean, it's they're, absolutely they're, they're, the mind goes all wobbly and it's like, they're, they're sort of, oh, where's <laughs> they figure out exactly where his armpit ends and his shoulder starts and all that sort of stuff. It's it's a bit crazy. But yeah, they... Yeah, that is the source of truth, and I'm happy if they're consistent in the way that they apply it, that even if yeah. it's a meter offside, it's offside. So, that's right, yeah.
1: I think that's the one rule we can't argue with, is the offside is you're either off or you're not. End of story.
0: Just a quick word to you, our listeners. You're obviously already fans of the show because you're listening. Help us to make it bigger and better by spreading the word to others simply by liking, sharing on Facebook or tweeting, liking on Twitter. It's a simple equation. The more listeners we get, the bigger and better we can make the show for you. Remember, on Twitter we are at WT underscore football, and on Facebook we are at WT football podcast. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show.
1: What the... Alexis at the back post, but it's oh, Messi! Are you kidding
2: me? This is off the charts again! Brilliant! Brilliant. He can do it! Whatever you need! The
0: fireman. The to call. This is a who the F said that segment where I'm going to play. I'm going to play four clips today, guys. They're quite four. easy ones. And for, Liam's, for Liam's benefit, they are all, play, <laughs> all
1: coaches within the last five years. Oh, They're Even better
2: now we're coming in.
1: Here. Just to be clear, the answer is only to be given once it's completed, Liam. We have agreed to this. Okay, no calling out answers. You can call when that did one. This
2: rock, when did this rule change?
1: <laughs> when you, before you enter Hawaii, Hawaii <laughs> is just with your memory.
2: Yeah, okay, okay first this. clip. I just been told a spat in there that I've had the most shots in the Premier League without scoring up until then, so uh, it's nice yeah, to... I didn't want to bring that one up. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to put that one to bed, and um, yes, yeah, lovely to see it go in the back of the net. Oh. Wow,
1: it's got me stumped on the first one. Is it? <laughs> is it James Madison? It is. Oh, it is James yeah. Madison. Yeah, oh, of course it is. Well, well done.
0: And so, yes, the stat. Bonus points if you can give me what the stat was.
1: His first goal in... Oh, far out. Seven months?
2: Seven months? No, that,
1: that's not the stat, but... That's not the stat?
2: Not the stat
1: I'm looking for. <laughs> okay is it in relation to how long since he scored it is are you looking for the number of days number of games okay. oh, number of shots that's no, number of shots he's had oh that's right yes it's... i don't know what it is
2: is it is it 27 14
0: uh if you didn't Jib me so badly last week, Con, I would have given that to you. He'd had before that goal thirty shots on goal.
1: Oh, you've got to give it to me. Oh, no, well. you said twenty seven. So, okay. I bet you I bet you anybody would have given you the given you the point if you had said twenty seven. I, I know Pat, he would have done that for sure. Just because it's know me. What? You rubbed him up the wrong way. He's, He's not happy, He's still upset from last week. All right, no. it's
0: all right. Liam up one zero. Next
1: segment. <laughs> yeah, a little bit strange. Uh, so I won't say I'm glad it's over, but obviously it's been a, it's been a great day for me today. Uh, coming back to to Goodison, getting the reception I got, and um, unfortunately for the Evertonians, probably getting the result that we wanted as well, and uh, delighted with the three points.
2: It's a Sheffield, no, United. Well, that's a Sheffield United coach. Wrong. No. Is it? It's a Sheffield United captain.
1: This is far more obvious when you
0: listen to this again. There's a key, couple of key things he says in there. I'll play it again.
1: Yeah, a little bit strange. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm glad it's over, but obviously it's been a, it's been a great day for me today, going uh, back to, to Goodison, getting the reception I got. And um, unfortunately for the Evertonians, probably getting the result that we wanted as well. And uh, delighted with the three points. So, who could be
0: going back to Everton and getting a good reception from the fans?
2: Obviously, a former player.
0: Correct. Yep. Two okay. points for Liam. Oh, but... <laughs> that's all I Just kidding.
1: <laughs> giving up three points here. Uh, all right. I have no idea. Is that is, it, is that a current player? Two. Yes, one. Uh, oh, I know two. it is. It's uh, it's uh, Phil Jagielka. Bad luck! I went to zero. No, <laughs> you done it to me again. <laughs> you know, it
0: you was, see, that's the Phil Phil Jagielka, Jagielka playing in the Jagielka Cup between Everton and Sheffield United, which Sheffield United lost. Uh, I cast your mind back to about three weeks ago, Con, when you counted down and I got David Calamity James's nickname and you said I was too slow and missed out on the bonus points. So, wow, there's a, lot of,
1: <laughs> there's a lot of bad blood you're holding on to. Yeah, oh. mate, like weeks ago,
0: <laughs> Swings and roundabouts, mate. That's just karma. Moving on wow. to three.
2: Sometimes you spend too much time looking at what you can uh, do better. Sometimes it's just... Hutton, button down the hatches.
1: All of goodness, Oakshire.
0: One point con. Well done. And I was really hoping, and he almost said passing down the batches, but he <laughs> didn't quite get there. Right. One point each. Moving on to the final. one. That should big, be a
1: clear winner, yeah. Look at that.
0: A reason why I did four. And you both know this person <laughs> very well. Ready? Here we go.
1: Or more, but that is football.
2: Football happens that can change quick. Uh, the emotions the the, during the game, um, and of course, after to concede uh, the second goal, uh, we feel disappointed. But we need to keep working um, with the same motivation, and, and of course, um, we have ahead uh, a lot of game that is coming very quick, and we need to be ready.
1: Maurizio Pochettino, <laughs>
0: too quick, going. Well done.
1: Con- <laughs> it, I, don't, know, I word, don't think Liam had any that. idea who that was.
2: I I was gonna guess. <laughs> I knew it was someone that's Spanish.
1: Fantastic. You're bloody hopeless, Liam. Even if
0: me, <laughs> even with me gunning against you, you still pulled it out. Congratulations, mate.
1: Thank you. And Thank you.
0: I think we need to move into this.
1: Out on the club. that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. that's the the hey. hey. Who the heck is that? Who the f is that? Con Taylor, take it away. That's me back again. Number two, number three, number four, Liam. Last week. I believe it is, for you to uh, close out the title. Yeah, or do we have one more week, guys? What do we have? Today's the 23rd. One Pat, more, one I more think week. you're just about done. Oh, you might scrape in next week, Pat. I know the score is pretty huge at the minute. Liam on... Uh, in first on position. There? In first position on 18 points, I think it was. And Pat bringing up the tail. So you're going to need a miracle, yeah, Pat? But I got a couple of... Th- Couple of players here that are quite special, quite different. So strap in, it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Liam, I'd, like, I think I'd
0: like you to know that I've got my lawyers listening in tonight.
1: You do? Okay. <laughs> We've gone down the legal route. I'll make sure to keep everything above board then. Okay, are we ready? Player number one. Liam's gonna cry when he has his date of birth. I was born on the 25th of December. <laughs> No, it's not JC. 25th of December, 1964. Oh, all oh, right. <laughs> I'm a former coach. Just give former it to player. Me. Is this our second second clue off the bat? No, no, no. It's all the same. I was born okay. on the 25th of December, 1964. I'm a former coach, former player, and I'm currently an assistant manager. pretty humor. Jesus hell no, no. <laughs> anyone just no, no. There can we goes. get a countdown here I was just about to call your lawyers to see if you were still there uh, clue number two I have a total of 709 club appearances and I have scored 127 goals during that time. This is a really tricky one, guys. You're going to have to really dig into your knowledge.
0: So a goal every five games.
1: But you both know this very player. Good,
2: I have very good knowledge from 1964, obviously.
1: You don't need to have knowledge from 1964. He wasn't playing then. He was born then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've got no one at the moment, so you can go on
1: Liam wants to guess. No, Liam, not even guessing. No. I have represented my country 57 times, but my club career at one particular club defined my legacy.
2: These clues are not really helping they good clues. Like I've got the panel stumped, yeah. They're really good clues.
1: Good
0: clues. Country 57 times. Oh, dear.
1: But my club career at one particular club defined my legacy. You both know this player Gary Lineker. Good guess, but no.
2: He's not an assistant
1: coach. Hey. He? guess Liam is not going to be guessing anytime soon. Clue number four. I'm
2: I'm pondering on all the clues. I was awarded an MBE
1: in 2001. Sorry. I was awarded an MBE in 2001 in recognition of my contribution to football and was inducted. Into the Scottish Football Hall of Fame in 2016. That's a big clue there, ladies and gentlemen. Didn't even realize I put it in so early.
2: Scottish. And he's currently an assistant manager. Yeah.
0: Oh, the, the whole rush
1: Three, of goals and, and stuff is... Two, throwing. one. All right, guys, got to move on. Got to move on. I have won a Scottish league, English league, the Super Cup, UEFA Cup, FA Cup, League Cup. I've really got them stumped yeah, ladies and gentlemen. They're not even <laughs> guessing. This is a really... Can I say, can I hear that again, Pat?
0: Ali McCoist.
1: Oh, good guess, Patrick. Good guess, but uh, you are not correct. All right, five clues in. We'll go on to number six. Liam is playing the slow game, yeah? I was Thanks. in the league. I was voted into the league team of the season in 92-93 followed by being selected for the team of the season in the first edition of the Premier League. So I was voted into the league team of the season prior to the Premier League in 1992 93 and then was selected for the team of the year in the following season in the first edition of the Premier League. Ah, oh, I'm hoping oh, to get through man. all 10 clues. Have this could to be cool. the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this could be the weekend.
0: Oh, I just cannot think of...
1: Oh. Pat, I reckon you'll kick yourself. You got three seconds, Jens. Two, one, zero. Okay. This might open it up, as we have three clues remaining. I played for Motherwell, Leicester, Leeds United, and Liverpool, as well as Coventry. Wow, that didn't open it up. (laughs) I think I've got him. Yeah, for sure. I hope you listeners out there are have got who this player is, because our panel is none the wiser with two clues left to go. I don't think Liam's guessed a single player during this entire
2: segment. <laughs> Can you name the clubs he was at again?
1: Yeah. So I played for Motherwell. For those that don't know, that's obviously Scotland. Leicester, Coventry, Leeds United and Liverpool. Three, two, one. All right, guys, we're down to the final two clues. These two clues are me just stopping short of you giving you the guy's name. So please have a guess. In recognition for my contribution, to the Liverpool success, I was named as number thirty-two in the one hundred players that shook the cop, and in earned the name the enforcer in one of our in one of Liverpool's most unprecedented seasons in living memory.
0: I don't even remember any Scottish player playing for Liverpool.
1: I just kick myself for, for a short time, but he left his mark. Wow! I cannot believe this. I'm through nine clues, and you guys are, are <laughs> now closer <laughs> to the actual answer. I'm you going to get to the tenth clue? I take great pride in this. Just by the way, getting to ten clues without you pelicans guessing anything. I think we need to read up
0: on Liverpool history for next week. Like. Yeah,
1: geez. <laughs> he's, a, he's not just a Liverpool uh, thing, mate. He's a, a Leeds legend as well. So I'm moving on to clue number 10. Clue number 10. I spoke about this clue earlier in that I was instrumental when Liverpool signed me at the ripe old age of 35. Julia, Gerard Julia described me as the most inspirational signing, as he helped Liverpool win an unprecedented treble and five trophy haul in 2001. He is Gary McAllister. Jesus. Um, are, are all the clues adding up now, or is it sinking in, or no, still? <laughs> it's, not really, because
0: like, it was a goals to games ratio. I was going, yeah, like, with guys like Gordon Strachan and all that. I'm going, but they are not they didn't score 127 goals. Yeah, <laughs> so that that really does. I, yeah, okay, I, I, don't, I don't remember him for Liverpool. So he not
1: through his stuff. So. Was- it was actually one of those crazy signings. We signed him at 35 years old in the in the season we won the three cups. And when we signed him, every Liverpool supporter was like, what the hell are we doing signing Gary McAllister? He's 35 years old. The guy's now an icon because of obviously that season we had. But he played two seasons with us and left his yeah. mark at Anfield. So there you go. Yeah, Gary McAllister, ladies show. and gentlemen. Well done. One point, Pat. One point. But, <laughs> I will take pride in going through all 10 clues. (laughs) Okay. Here's a really interesting one for you, too. I was born on the 23rd of June, 1976. I was obviously a professional footballer, a head coach, and a former player. And I am currently managing a team. Ole. No. No.
0: <laughs> um,
1: Pochettino. No. I started my career at Cairns and ended it at Man City. Did I have you, also played for. Do you say I, Cairns Sorry, can you just repeat what your your clue? Yeah, it's the Fr- it's the French team. I don't know how you pronounce it. C a n n e s. Canes, okay. Canes, Canes. And ended it at Man City. I have also played for Juventus, AC Milan, and Inter Milan. Pep Guardiola.
0: Nope. Three.
1: Two, one. Brendan Rodgers. Right. No. Brendan Rodgers played for AC Milan and Juventus and Man City. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, you know what we need to do? We need to go Not back and take all the snippets. Not the worst guesses ever. I think Liam is actually, as much as he's won, he guessed Gary Neville for a Liverpool player and Jamie Carragher for a United player. And now... Brendan Rogers has played for Man City and Juventus. <laughs> I'm loving <laughs> and AC it. And I'm loving it. And AC Milan. <laughs> I have a total of 456 club appearances and I've scored 45 goals in that time. Uh, we're still broadcasting, ladies and gentlemen. The panel is just uh, guessing. <laughs> it's a bit of a mix
0: clue of, uh, of clues there. I don't know which ones to focus
1: on. It's, it's interesting, Carl. It's a bit of a mix. Mm. Okay, I'll go on to the next clue. What have I won in my career? I have won a World Cup, a European Championship, three English Premier League titles, four FA Cups, four Serie A's, and two Super Copas. all? Say that again? Is that all? Is that (laughs) all? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yes, that's all. But I have never won a Champions League.
0: And uh, we are not telling us if that's as a player or as a coach,
1: eh? No. Correct. I'll make it easier and say that's all as a player.
0: Frank Lampard. <laughs> no, yes, nope.
2: <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> you, Frank Lampard did not that, play. AC Milan uh, <laughs> and Juventus. That, and was, that my
1: guess. Either. There is a little bit of misdirection in my clues, lads. Just to throw it out there. Um, it'll come. It'll make sense later. Like okay, so clue number code. 6. I was put into the English Hall of Fame in 2014 and was voted into the team of the decade between 92 and 2002.
2: Steven Gerrard. That's a no. Yeah,
1: I like that guess though, Liam. I feel like he threw how, us off Jared, by telling us how, that. How do you like that guest? Sherrod played his entire career at Anfield. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we keep forgetting that clue.
0: We've got to keep forgetting yeah. <laughs> Focus
2: cool. on whatever the last clue is. If you played this game, Connell, you'd understand.
1: <laughs> That's why I'm the one giving the clue. We may have to I'm sw- the smart we one. We may have
2: to swap roles one week,
1: <laughs> change it up. I'll have a guest appearance. Okay. Wow, I might get through full two ten fullers. This will be a first in uh, who, are, who the F are you segment. All right, next clue. I was a complete, powerful, tenacious, and aggressive footballer with outstanding physical, athletic, and technical attributes and am considered one of the greatest midfielders of my generation. Uh, pro No.
2: Yeah, I'm stumped here again.
1: Got three clues left after this. Okay. Wow, guys. <laughs> wow. This has been an interesting... <laughs> Interesting segment. All right, I think you're going to get it after this one, so keep your fingers on the button because this is going to open it up massively. I had some of the most heated exchanges with a particular player at Manchester United during our most successful time. Come on. You've got to be kidding me. Think of when he was voted in the team of the decade. Think of who used to fight at Manchester United in a particular play constantly. Roy Keane. It's not Roy Keane. He used to have exchanges with a particular player at Manchester United. <laughs> Come on, Patrick Gilbert, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. <laughs> <off>. No. <laughs> I can't believe this. I. I... I'm actually Cobsmack.
0: Juventus. He played at Juventus.
1: Yep. And Man City, you said. Ended his career at Man City. Okay. Clue number nine. Wow. 19 clues I've gotten through. This is definitely a first. And this is now where the misdirection comes back in. If you guys had tied in the clues before, you would have realized that this player actually spent the majority of his career where? Yep, that's right. Who do you guys support? Which club? Patrick Vieira. Patrick Vieira is oh, wow. the answer. <laughs> well done. Well, actually, I can't say well done. It took you nine guesses and practically
2: me giving you the answer. <laughs> mm. to Considering even... we usually go through the whole Arsenal team players. <laughs> List of world. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. No.
1: The funniest thing with the two of you is you normally guess all Arsenal players up front, and this time you guess no Arsenal players <laughs> at all.
0: You know what actually threw me when you said he's an English Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, I, I suddenly started thinking he was English. All right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. There you go. So we got down to clue number nine. So Pat won this week with the paltry three points. <laughs> did, did not make up much ground to Liam. But I think that has Liam at the standings on eighteen and Patrick on ten going into the final week.
2: Oh, you are catching so, wide open.
1: Well done, boys. That was uh, look for me. That was a proud moment to get through ten questions and absolutely rubbish by the two of you. So <laughs> that was especially Good that Do our research. It's even better the fact that it was Patrick <laughs> Vieira and you couldn't <laughs> guess your own player. I love it <laughs> when it's an Arsenal player. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> so. well, Thanks guys, that
0: brings us to the end of uh, our... Oh, hang on, the, hang, on hang on, so, hang
1: on. Sorry, Pat, I have, a, I, have a, I have, I have, I have a bonus point, a five point bonus point question here. You've and for my good stuff. work, I fought hard for these three points, Con. And now you could have five points that could swing you the other way. All right. So this is this I was actually going to bring up in the what the football moments for a five pointer, but here it is. Okay. So there have been five other eight nil wins. In the Premier League history. Okay, I'm not going to go through and ask you who those wins are. But can you name the two biggest results in the history of the Premier League? There's two results. If you can tell me the scores, you'll get five points. And the teams that played as well.
0: 12-0.
1: Uh, that's incorrect. 82? Liam? That, no, that's, you're talking about the United-Arsenal?
2: Yes, because <laughs> there were 10
1: goals in it. No, I'm sorry. I'll give you guys one more guess to guess at least two of the teams out of the four Newcastle. No,
2: I feel like it's it'll have to be Liverpool or Arsenal giving out the battering or Man United to a team. Well, I'll pick two because that's three. <laughs> I'm going to go Liverpool and Manchester United.
1: I'll give you a point for Man United. Pat, you want to have another guess?
0: No, I don't like this game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I'll say
0: Arsenal.
1: Arsenal is incorrect. Okay, so the, the, okay the team and the biggest result. I'll give you the result. If you can guess the year, you can get a point. Manchester United, nine. Ipswich Town, zero. What (laughs) year was that? 97. No. Liam? 92. 92. Incorrect. 95. Oh. The second biggest result was the team you guys love to hate. Tottenham Hotspur, nine. Wigan, one. What year was that?
2: 2003. No. It's been a long time since Wigan have been in the Premier League. Have a pop, um, Liam.
1: 99. You than... No, that's too far back. You're out by exactly one decade. 2009. Oh. So there you go. And that, Pat, means that Liam goes to 21 points.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> saying that this is not part of the segment and (laughs) cannot cannot be included The segment formally ended when I said that brings us to the end of the segment
1: (laughs) Uh, nice one boys
0: yeah thanks guys and all all you at home we would love to hear from you give us a Twitter message which is often called a tweet at WT underscore football and Go visit us and like us and share us around on Facebook at WT Football Podcast. Until then, we will see you all next week. Have a great week. Go the gunners. Somebody Just a quick word to you, our listeners. You're obviously already fans of the show because you're listening. Help us to make it bigger and better by spreading the word to others, simply by liking, sharing on Facebook or tweeting, liking on Twitter. It's a simple equation. The more listeners we get, the bigger and better we can make the show for you. Remember, on Twitter we are at WT underscore football and on Facebook we are at podcast.